Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Whatever. <sighs> yeah, my mouth is all dry. I can't do a tisk tisk. <laughs> I'm Zach. I'm Riff. I'm Jim. And I'm Kevin. It's time for episode number 342 of Video Games Hot Dog, the podcast about video games. How are you, gentlemen? Good. Good. Does yeah, all your base belong to me? Yeah. I was wondering if you were going to pick up on my dank meme. <laughs> you never the, let me the down. the dank meme. That's the OG meme. It's Okay, imagine I'm just saying the dancing baby gif right here. Okay. I used to be able to, to like do a pretty decent dancing baby impression. That wouldn't come up in the podcast either, though. Uh, yeah, you can just imagine that I'm doing one right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, that's real good. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, did you dress as a baby? As, as that once. Is your predilection. <laughs> um. uh, guys. Yeah. What have you been up to since the last time we recorded one of these podcasts? Riff? Um, huff and paint? What? Paint and huff? Paint, Julianne paint and huff? Julianne huff. I'm assuming huff is some Warhammer character. I feel like there was something. I don't know. Come back to me. <laughs> there Maybe was something you huffed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I huffed something or over there. Uh... What if there was a drug that made you forget taking the drug? There probably is. Yeah. All right, Riff. 60 seconds on the clock. Rant about the weather. Oh, that sounds horrible. I'm not going <laughs> to okay, subject our listeners to that. <laughs> I bet I, I'm a little embarrassed specific, that I even brought it up. I bet your specific complaints about the weather are more interesting than. I, I mean, don't know, I, watching yeah, paint huff. <laughs> I mean, my my complaint about the weather is that it's always too hot, no matter what time of year it is. Mm. Like in the, you should move to San Francisco where it's always a gloomy gray butt. I like it. I it's, like it cold. I'll 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 friggin, cold. I'll leave the window open in the middle of snowing winter, just so it'll be cold enough that I can use a blanket for the novelty of using a blanket. Wait, that does sound nice. Wait a second. It, it when it is snowing and cold outside, you have to leave a window open for it to be cold inside. It, Do you have like cold no cold heat? cold enough? Cold enough that I will consider it cold. <laughs> like, oh, I see. You don't. You will otherwise not use a blanket because you are right, such a, a right. warm dude. Yeah, yeah. You're I, like the opposite of Sam McGee. I have to. I have to be actually shivering before I feel like it's too cold. Okay. Do you not find that like your hands don't work when it's cold? Um. Uh, not. Not really. It is frequently difficult to type for me because it's too cold hmm. i mean not really that doesn't really happen anymore it used to happen more often than it does when you lived in arizona and it was so cold in the when i lived in the mountains in arizona it would get very cold in the winter oh. um, or when i lived with people who like were too cheap to ever run the furnace you needed a hand furnace like That's, in dune there's no such thing as a hand furnace what, what's that in dune so they used to burn your hand Oh, I see. Like the like the oh the that box, box. Yeah. the box the, associated the box with the Gamjabar name. Okay, the, the, yeah. yeah. But everyone calls it the Gamjabar, even though technically it's Gamjabar's monster. Right? <laughs> uh, yeah. The Gamjabar is actually the poison or the yeah, the needle. So it's, like the, that, yeah. it's, it's the needle. Okay, so it's not the ritual and it's not the box. Uh, 
nerve injection. The, the, the box the did have with a you, name, Dom. but I don't remember what it was. Put your hand in the box, she said. She didn't say, put your hand in Jeff. This would be a good time to tell our <laughs> listeners about synecdoche. Uh, that's when a thing is like a small thing of a thing. Oh, Something I thought like, you meant yeah, that. That's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Town in New York. Uh, right. There's a movie called Synecdoche, New York, which is sort of halfway between those two things. I've heard it's good and it's depressing, so I shouldn't watch it unless I want to get depressed, and I never do. Mm. It's, I think it's a Charlie Kaufman movie, so it's it's good but weird. Um, so Synecdoche is the like is it is that the small thing that represents a part of the whole? Is it like when you refer to the government as Washington? Yeah. Or, <laughs> or the movie industry sales. as Hollywood? That, I that think seems right. That's talking about synecdoche can refer to any, like, I think you might be thinking of metonymy, but synecdoche is like a superset of that. Okay. Where it can refer to anything, uh, using any anything to re- to refer to something related to it. What about a mondegreen? I don't, I don't know that word. Mondegreen is when you mishear like a song lyric as a different like like uh excuse me while i kiss this guy instead of okay. right yes okay uh it's also like what is a jamaican man's favorite part of a golf course uh, <laughs> <Mondegreen>. <clears throat> oh yeah. i see mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah uh it, a band that that named themselves Mondegreen and then just specifically made songs that, oh, that were like <laughs> oh. super ambiguous lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> no, they would just make they would record two songs on top of each other in such a way that you could sort of hear one or the other way. It's that it's the Laurel y- Yanny Laurel thing. Oh yeah, yeah. But like, right. Every, I remember the classic the Yanny Laurel bit that everyone knows about from still a year ago from that lasted forty five seconds and then everyone <laughs> moved on to something else. No, I, you know what I'm talking about. I do. Yeah, I, you got. You have to eventually run out of space for that shit, right? The dress is the still memes. There. The memes come fast and and hard. Yeah, and but dang. that's this is instead of like important facts about like government or physics. This is what kids are learning is the the dank memes. Yeah, right. Like that's you can I still mean, sing all of the like lyrics to the sitcoms that you watched as a kid, probably right. Uh, if I heard like the first bar of it, I might. You have to, you, you have hmm. to trigger the the, the makes sense, recollection. Yeah. What if you smelled it? Because I feel like smell is the <laughs> sense. If you smelled the, the theme from a sitcom, yeah, yeah. I guess smell there's like that burnt that like sort of nasty garbage smell associated with New York. So that's night court. <laughs> oh, not the not the ozone smell from a TV being on. Oh, from being, yeah, being turned on. Yeah. Oh, do you remember when TV would they they would make like a a sort of poing sound and then like the the electron gun would start firing up and it would be all wavy at yeah, first. Yeah, there would and be stuff. static electricity. Yeah. yeah, static electricity would happen in the front of the TV at that moment. Yep, it was good. And uh, if you took a magnet near the screen it would cause all kinds of weird distortions yeah and there yeah, used to be fun. that button on your computer monitor that you could just make that happen oh the degauss button yeah. yeah exciting times i always thought that that was a thing that would just uh changed your wallpaper to a degas painting and they just spelled it wrong <laughs> <laughs> it just it makes it belong to degas <laughs> oh, yeah uh gauss what have you been up to, Jim? Having a baby? Uh, that, that hasn't happened yet. 
it's uh it's coming up soon though it's coming up pretty soon it's gonna be a few weeks i don't know i, I don't know how much i'm gonna talk about the baby on the podcast mm-hmm. and uh, because you are respecting the baby's privacy or, uh, or because you think it's boring just pick like how how you're the first if of the hot a, dogs to have a child. Oh, Roy was the first of the hot dogs to have a baby. Okay, of the, of the video games, hot dogs. That's fair enough. If, I guess, and really, Josh Knight was the first of the hot dogs and Toto to have a that's baby. True. That's uh, true. If this were like a baby-themed podcast, I would talk about babies all day. But babies like games. But like... What if and, you turned your, and I don't have your a, kid into a video game? That, that could work. I don't have a problem talking about a bunch of random shit at the beginning of every podcast, as long as it's not the same thing every time. Okay. So okay. We'll, we'll see. I'll, so I'll, just don't I'll give definitely... the baby a copy of Hearthstone. Okay. What if the baby does something really interesting and then you're just like, fuck. Oh, well, I'll, I'll run it by you guys and the, see if it's acceptable material. The, I feel like there's enough different stuff that you will encounter and deal with that makes you think of some interesting thing about life or people or humans or babies or children or whatever that like you'll yeah i hope so i hope this is giving me an interesting new perspective on on the human condition what i wanted to talk about was uh the movie which i watched sneakers oh you hadn't seen sneakers before i i I rewatched it okay yeah so i i watched it when like when i was 12 um and then i watched it uh, probably since again since then but like two days ago it's uh, it's real good. It holds up remarkably well. Yeah, yeah, it does. It's which is weird for being a movie about a lot of specific tech. Well, except like it's it's also about a uh, cryptography problem that's still unsolved. Mm. Yeah, but it also like they do a bunch of stuff in terms of avoiding like security systems, and none of that stuff feels outdated, really. Yeah, that's true. It did make me wonder whether I would be into like a. Uh, a TV procedural about white hat private investigators hacking. or yeah or white hat hacking yeah because I really enjoyed those just the scenes of them working yeah, that would yeah. be pretty good like I would watch a sneakers TV show even if it was like a CSI level of quality yeah that sounds right to me God there did you notice when he goes into Cosmo's office at the end there is this art on the wall that's like a pixel art dog. It is so fucking cool, and I want it so bad, and I can't even find a picture of it on the internet. You, you like not even a screenshot? No. Huh? Hmm. I mean, I guess I could probably just like watch sneakers on Netflix. Yeah, and just take like a screenshot, screenshot and then yeah. yeah, that's how I made that. So I made a tweet about. Um, there's a scene in the movie uh, um, where a couple of NSA bureaucrats they come and they. They interview the protagonist Martin Bishop, like with the, with the intent of like maybe hiring his company to do a job, and part of that scene is like them trying to intimidate him by like reading, by summarizing the criminal record of all his employees. Did Riff just degauss? No, I I was I forgot that the audio from my phone would play through the headphones. I have. Do you have the movie Sneakers on your phone? I do. I was yeah. gonna try to find the scene. I'll, for do, you. I'll, I'll do it on Netflix so I can actually screen cap it on my. So you know what? I'm gonna I'm just gonna find a picture of that and then I'm gonna if it's not a good rectangle, I'm gonna give it to you to make a good rectangle because I don't know how to use Photoshop. <laughs> and then I'm gonna send it to Vistaprint and have them print it out for me. Yeah, dude, there you go. Do it. Um. And. At the end of the scene, at, like after like talking about all the employees, he says, and now we get to Martin Bishop and he's been like reading information out of files and he has this file that he then 
after saying that he, he he shows it to the camera and says, oh, he doesn't seem to have a past, mm-hmm. and, it, and it's uh, an empty file. But it had like the paper clip on it to make it look like there were papers in there. Like this guy, this stodgy NSA bureaucrat, like thought ahead. He's like, I'm going to get this guy with this theatrical move <laughs> <laughs> and put an empty file on the pile. Like, I bet this guy's PowerPoint presentations are amazing. <laughs> It was, I mean, you know, but then he reveals that he really does have something on him, right? That's uh, yeah, yes, that like, happens. Oh, we know your secret identity. That happens a, a few minutes later, yeah. This, this character is played by Polly Shore. <laughs> it would have been pretty good if it had been Elliot from 30-something and then Polly Shore instead of, like... Wow. Instead of... Who was the other? It wasn't, like, Joe Don Baker or... But it was somebody like that. It was like a... Uh, fuck, who's the other guy like Joe Don Baker? <laughs> Riff. <laughs> uh... Man, uh, nobody's really quite like Jodan Baker. <laughs> there's a there's a character actor that you would know what I was talking about. I think he has like an alliterative name. I, Michael I, Madsen. No, it's not Michael Madsen. I, not, I can't remember him. actors' names. You'd have to tell me like who he like played. A Robert, in like a Robert Loja or a... Uh, yeah, you know. But yeah, I, that, that guy is... Like that guy in sneakers is pretty familiar. I'm sure. I'm sure he's a character actor that's done other stuff. Uh, Charles Nelson Riley. <laughs> <laughs> so the movie is set in like early '90s San Francisco, and it reminded me that like, oh yeah, like I think of San Francisco as being a city full of like tech bros, but there's a lot of history there. There's a lot of like really rich history, uh, especially in pop culture of. Uh, of San Francisco, the place. You yeah, can, like what? Like the movie Sneakers. Oh, okay. Like uh, Full House. That's a that's a good one. Okay. Did they ever uh, go Mrs. out Doubtfire, into San Francisco Zodiac. and do things? Um, they in talk Full about, House. They talk about the roads. They, they, when yeah, they're they trying have, to figure out where there's a, there's a line where they they count off the bridges in the Bay Area. Right. They go to the Symphony Hall, or to the ballet, or something. Okay. They, um, what the the. That performance was at is was at the Russian consulate, I think. Okay. Why are you asking us then? If you have memorized this entire movie and know all the no, answers, no, I, I was asking about Full House. If they go if to they home, ever if they ever they leave the, the house. Zone. Oh, hmm. I don't know. They, I bet I bet Joey is name dropping like the Fillmore and shit constantly, okay. they so had that a, he can prove that he's cool. They had a set for when Joey and. Uh, uh, the other the Beach Boys, the the Joey and the the fucking Elvis guy, John his, Stamos, yeah, Uncle Jesse. The, where they had a morning radio show, and so they had a set for that. Okay, the the booth, right? And it wasn't his. There was a scene John where, Stamos's girlfriend or wife was also like a news anchor. That's right. So they must have talked about local San Francisco stuff on the segments where they showed her doing the news. I don't remember ever seeing those. There was a, a segment where John Stamos meets, I think it's Charles Barkley on a basketball court. But doesn't recognize him, and says, so "Oh yeah, you're pretty good at this game." They're playing one on one, so that was a fun scene. Um, I so we should start a new podcast. Four guys, three of whom have never really seen any Full House, <laughs> talking about Full House. <laughs> have you seen Fuller House? No, it was would. creepy. How everyone looks basically identical. <laughs> like they have not aged at all. They are Well, that's why they wouldn't let Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen on the show because, because they, they have aged. They're visibly older. Yeah. Oh, are they not on the show? No. I think they get, I think, they like they guest star on a couple of episodes. But they're like the only cast that did not come back. 
they're all everyone else was still alive everyone else was still alive and looked the same huh like did not age I mean, this preserved kind of in amber. Yeah, it, I mean, it turns out that that uh, RSS feed I've been following for several years of the same prevents you from aging every day. It turns it's out it was a different picture every a, day. Yeah. <laughs> it just looks the same. <laughs> that's that's the secret of staying young is to pose for the exact same photo every day. Yep. They're, all of those photos are aging at the same rate. Yeah, I was going to say it's like it's, it's like a portrait of Dorian Gray. Yeah. Dorian Gray. Yeah. <laughs> the RSS feed of Dave Coulier. <laughs> <laughs> I saw uh, some photo today of Oscar Wilde's grave for some reason. I don't know if this is like the his birthday or the anniversary of his death or something. It is a fucking weird monument. Yeah, where yeah. is he buried? I don't know. In the ground. Is he in like a famous graveyard, like Père Lachaise, or correct. something? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Um, I don't know where I saw it. It feels like maybe Twitter, but yeah, look at Oscar Wilde's grave. It's a, it's a weird thing. Everything's buried somewhere in Twitter. What? Mm. How? What? What is weird about it? Is it like a giant it's, dildo, or? It's just a very strange, abstract sculpture that I couldn't really recognize any pieces. Of. It's like it's bigger than you would expect it to be, and it's like. Was there a person for scale? Surrounded by glass, so that you couldn't. Uh, no, well, so no, there were just with it. words on it. The glass was covered with like lipstick kisses from people passing by. Not like it came that way. Like they got glass that was like a novelty <laughs> shower curtain that was printed with lipstick kisses that are like huge. That seems unsanitary. <laughs> yeah. I can't well, imagine seeing a pane of glass with lipstick print it's already all over it and deciding to still kiss it anyway. Deciding to start wearing lipstick and then kiss it. Yeah. Well, they make the lipstick out of hand sanitizer. Oh, yeah, okay. Antibacterial Is lipstick. all lipstick right. made out of sanit- hand sanitizer? I think it must. Uh, like, otherwise, why would anybody put up with that unsanitary conditions? Mm-hmm. There's a, I saw an awesome chart also on Twitter about uh, how bacteria are becoming resistant to hand sanitizer. Hmm. So that's it's fun. becoming yeah, effectively also, useless. Also, all antibiotics. Yeah, well, that yep. too. Hand sanitizer, I don't like it. I don't either. It feels gross and it seems dangerous. And I don't like, I mean, I'll use it if I have to use a porta potty and they don't have one of those porta sinks. Um, and I don't feel like washing my hands in my own piss. <laughs> right. Which I will often do. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I like the way it, it feels all cool and tingly, but you can get the same sensation just splashing some rubbing alcohol on yourself. That's basically what you're doing. I thought, yeah, I thought you were going to say you get the same sensation by like dipping your hands in acid. <laughs> yeah, it's liquid nitrogen. Yeah. What I don't like about hand sanitizer is that like you you rub it on your hands. You're not removing anything from your hands. You're just adding more shit. You're just killing. You're just covering your hands with dead bacteria instead right. of living uh. bacteria. See, like living bacteria, it might leave. That's that's a really good point. Dead bacteria is sitting around forever. Like in the ocean. Especially for you, because you never wash your hands. We That's talked right. about that at dinner. <laughs> Only when my hands are really bad. Like if they're covered in tar. As infrequently <laughs> as I know you to wash them, they're always really bad, Jim. <laughs> what have you been up to, Kevin? Uh, I have been watching some TV, I guess. I, I've been watching The Americans. I think I've talked about that a little bit before, maybe. it's a It's a good... Uh, series. It is sort of like half spycraft, half character drama um, set in the 80s 
in Washington, D.C. And it's about Russian spies? Yep. It's, it's just very smart. Russian spies in Washington, D.C., huh? Yep. What a, what very, a dated concept. Very timely. Um, Reverse racism. It's <laughs> uh, kind of an in-joke there. Yeah, we, that's like a joke for two of us. <laughs> well, you don't think Jim got it? Uh, we we played some board games, but that's sort of oh, yeah. some that's bridging into the games this game segment. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no board game talk in the life talk in the life section. I yeah. played Not allowed. A, I played a board game that might have been Riff. what I was thinking about before. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> okay. Well, so should we should we do sure. nightlife and then we'll talk about board games yeah, and then video good. games? Okay, that sounds like a good way to organize an episode of a podcast. Uh, I watched. That movie, the documentary about Jim Carrey and Man in the Moon. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, it. Most said that was really good. It made me. You know how some people you sort of can't decide whether they're like a huge douchebag or like you totally buy into their like approach, like Jack White. And is Jim like a Carrey is one of those. Like Andrew WK was mm-hmm. like right. Like we've we've often differed uh, in that. I simultaneously feel both ways about Jim Carrey. Like oh, yeah. the footage yeah, of him yeah. on set from that movie, like, like I am astonished that he only got his ass kicked a couple of times by people that he was working with right. on the movie because it was fucking obnoxious. It was huh. Unbelievable. Like the fact that him being such a big star at that time meant that he was able to get away with the horse shit that he did was like, I feel sorry for everyone else who had to work with him. Wow. I don't think it's, um, it's good though. Was he just naturally being a dick or was he being a dick to try and like channel? What's his name? He was, he spent the entire shoot apparently in character, but not in the character of being Andy Kaufman. He was being Andy Kaufman's stage persona. Oh, huh. Did Andy Kaufman have a very different persona off stage? Do you know? It was, it goes into the documentary. Like, the documentary does. Can like, we ask him? Like, is he still some alive? Examples of how they're, they're different. Yeah, but he just like insisted that everyone call him Andy, and like whenever anybody talked about him, like he was an actor playing Andy Kaufman, he would like s- stop them and make them say, "Jeez!" The, like it was real obnoxious. He would show up as Tony Clifton and just like, God, he also. I saw, they showed a clip that I did not know about. Where it was, this was before this when he had gone on Arsenio Hall, and it was during the LA riots. And he like staggered out onto stage pretending to be really drunk, like carrying a bottle of wine, and like passed out on the couch. And then like woke up and pretended that he thought he was supposed to be on Jay Leno. And hey, you're not Jay Leno. And then he says, You black bastard, and like throws a fake punch at Arsenio and passes out on the ground and says, And that was for Reginald Denny's, which was like, What the fuck? Fuck, dude. Whoa. And he said he talked about going backstage after that, and his manager was like sitting on the couch, like, I don't know, dude. I think you might have just destroyed your entire career. <laughs> like, and thinking about how, like, every time Andy Kaufman did anything, he must have felt that way. <laughs> and, you know, huh. Yeah, I don't know. Jim Carrey seems like kind of a douchebag, actually. <laughs> He's got this very, like, I don't know. I guess you'd have to be pretty zen about everything to like continue to sort of have to support the idea that vaccines cause autism. 
because oh. of Jenny McCarthy. Is he yeah, one of those guys? That's awful. Well, I think he's married to Jenny McCarthy. Oh, really? I didn't know. Or he know at that. least was for a long time. And uh, yeah, that's a position to be in. <laughs> uh, so yeah, all right. And then uh, they, they, uh, they're in the middle of replacing the front stairs of my house. So there's a bunch of caution tape. Uh, preventing me from falling into a huge crevasse when I go out my front door. Okay. So I'm not doing that. It's good. It's not a very good story. The stairs were real shitty, though. And when they're done, they'll be expensive and not <laughs> shitty. <laughs> well, you only know one of those things for sure. That, well, that's true, yeah. Hmm. Expensive like someone's going to steal them? Yeah, probably. Oh, yeah. Why didn't yeah. you just consider going to somebody else's house and just taking the stairs? Taking their stairs? I find out why I always take the stairs. <laughs> somebody told me the secret to long life was to take the stairs. So, uh, I don't know where I'm going to put them. <laughs> Whole garage is full of stairs. <laughs> uh, Riff, what board game did you play? Uh, I played two, actually. I played, um, I played a couple like episodes of which one is it i think descent is that the dungeon crawl game yeah yeah the sort of classic dungeon crawl uh with the persistent character and campaign board game um and that was all right it was it was just about the limits of fiddliness that i was prepared to deal with <laughs> and it was pretty fun um playing that with with uh, gary and and the rest of the Duckfeed crew um, and I also got a copy of, let me turn around and grab the box. Where'd it go? Yeah. Uh, choose your own adventure house of danger. Did you, uh, uh is that it's a board game? That? Yes. They have done a board. The, the, it is the actual choose your own adventure brand. Um, with like the you, the the box has that immediately recognizable red, design red oval. on the front. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it, it is it's basically a uh, it's basically a choose your own adventure book converted into a board game. So like instead of the pages of the book, players? you've got a deck of cards where where each card is an individually numbered page, and uh, it it play it plays. Um, uh, like, like the old game books that that weren't like choose your own adventure books. The ones that were more complicated, like Lone Wolf, where the, you had the, like stats the, and, like and die rolls. Yeah, for and combat. you had to keep track of like inventory items and things like that. Uh, it's it plays out more like that. You've got like your your deck of cards that is the the story pages, but you also have another deck of cards that is like clues you've discovered or objects that you've discovered. So is this for one person or it it is it is uh it is for multiple players in the sense that a choose your own adventure book can be for multiple players if you take turns reading the entries. Okay. <laughs> wow. They, they they do advertise it as as one to X players or whatever. Uh, but but yeah, the the way that they make it multiplayer is by suggesting that you take turns reading the cards out loud and making the decisions. So not not really a multiplayer game, but I guess thematically it could be. is the story about a group of people. No, it's about okay. one guy. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, is it like a Herman's Head kind of situation where it's one guy with a bunch of different 
discrete elements of his personality represented uh, by Yeardley Smith inside out <laughs> the the guy in question is is a uh, is a detective with slight psychic powers so theoretically it might develop into that but I haven't gotten that far into it <laughs> it uh, can, can he use his powers anywhere or does he have to go into some kind of powers booth oh man <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it seems pretty good. Um, the I I haven't played I haven't played it for very long. I I did like a dozen pages. Uh, I I played until I got to the first death, and in in this one, instead of like forcing you to start over when you die, they they just say go back to the previous card you were on, and I think you take like a penalty to one of Those your people statistics. do anyway. Yeah, exactly. Right. So they they're not gonna. They <laughs> they're not gonna try and tell you not to just go back to that last card. So. They, I guess they figured just just codify that in the rules since everyone's going to do that anyway. I, I want to plug, while we're talking about this, um, Gary does this uh, streaming thing called Choose yeah. Your Illusion 2, which is a horrible name for it. But um, No, it's not. <laughs> it's, it's horrible if you are expecting to get a sense of what it is from the name. Oh. But if what, you already how, know what it is, what's it called a again? funny name. Choose Your Illusion 2. How could you name it that something? Play game books with Gary. Sure, that would be better. Well, no, not really. Uh, where he he um, just he reads uh, choose your own adventure and related books into a microphone and yeah, stops and when he gets to the first death. Yeah, and, and people ending. and people in chat like vote on the decisions. Yeah, it's yeah, it's real good. good. I'm hoping he turns that into a podcast so I can listen without being on YouTube all the time. Yeah. Well, you can't participate, though, if it's not. Well, I'm fine with that. I'm, huh. I mean, you can't participate when you're watching it on YouTube either, right? It's true. Well, there's chat next to YouTube. It's YouTube Live. But you can't affect it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can You can pretend to be interacting there's with it. There's also not chat next to YouTube. There, YouTube Live is totally a yeah, thing. Yeah, but not, that's not what he's talking about, is it? Does he do no. it on YouTube Live? No, I think it's a Twitch thing. Yeah. Okay. I, I, Twitch I does have do the this, thing like, now where you can where you, where you can see what the old chat was on a, while, on a yeah, stream yeah, and type into and it cool. as though you're there and just nobody and, yeah, replies and that's to weird. you. <laughs> yeah, that is weird. That what? Huh? Yeah, like I, when I discovered this was the, like that that I could type into a chat replay. It's very yeah. like I imagine like oh I'll come back a week later and see if and scroll to that part of the video see if anybody replied. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Does it does it save your replies into that chat stream well, I, or or do I they just, just vanish? I guess they might. I, I assumed it saved it. Otherwise, yeah, I wouldn't I, be able to type. It never occurred to me. <laughs> I, what weird. about those um, like SoundCloud things where they have comments at various oh, timestamps? Yeah, those are yeah well, that's kind of the same. Those thing. are it is it is similar, but those also just appear below the thing, and there's just a link to that spot in the stream. Yeah. And that's maybe a better way to do the same idea. But you also can't influence the audio by commenting on it. That's true. I mean, okay, I guess you can influence somebody's interpretation of the audio. Yeah. Like, yeah, let's like, say, at this point... Like uh, in the... Ooh, the there's the, the shot of the guy breathing heavily, which is then preceded with the shot of, like, a, like a coffin or food. I, I, I'm, I'm, this is like a... <laughs> Yeah, you've lost me completely. <laughs> yeah, I feel like One, I missed a transition 100%. somewhere. Yeah. I have no idea okay. what we're no, talking about. So none of you have none of you know what I'm talking about. No. 
Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's, I, that's a joke I, for zero people. I <laughs> admit I didn't explain it very well, but I expected one of you to understand it anyway. So this is a um, it's demonstrating a principle of film editing where you can change uh, how a shot is received by the audience uh, by proceeding it with different things. Okay. So there's just a guy who is looking like kind of generally like he's breathing heavily, and they proceed the shot with like a shot of like a. A turkey, like a, a a turkey ready to eat, or a shot of a um, of a beautiful woman, or a shot of uh, a coffin, and even though the guy's expression doesn't change, people will interpret like the expression as being, oh, this guy's hungry, mm-hmm. or this guy's horny, or he's in mourning. Oh, I thought there was like, another H. Extra horny. <laughs> he's double horny. He gets to fuck the coffin too. Horny, hungry, or haunted. Right. <laughs> okay. Is that the, the new the fuck Mary kill? <laughs> uh, if, 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 if I were a porn director, I would make a porn called Fuck Mary Kill, and the main character in it would be it's called Mary, Mary kill. kill. Yeah. <laughs> Shall we uh, talk about your board game experiences? Kevin? Sure. And uh, mine. Yeah, I was going to say the the one that I had played that I had not played before was Beasts of Balance. Um, oh, yeah. I think we talked nice. about it after like an indicate or something. It's, yeah, uh, I think we've talked about it a little bit before. I uh, and I don't feel like I can really talk about it with any kind of authority because we ended up just playing the sort of casual, almost single player variant of it, which is or cooperative variant, which is just sort of to make a bunch of different kinds of combinations of beasts mm. and, and see what they do uh, we did not play the competitive version the the game is pretty complicated it's, so there's like a base that's a pretty like a small physi- like maybe physical a three inch diameter circle and then there's an iPad app and you place these weirdly shaped animals on the you like tap the piece that you're going to place on this little RFID identifier thing on the pedestal and then it communicates to the to the uh, iPad what you're placing and then if you successfully placed it or not and it can tell if the stack collapses and so it's like about kind of like you do that and then it puts it like whatever animal you put on there it like puts into this virtual environment Mm -hmm. and then it gains a certain amount of like health or point value and you can do other things that like all animals that are not the best animal lose points for being jealous of the best animal yep Uh, and then you can like play a certain piece to like hybridize two animals into a single weird mixed animal. Sometimes they're good pun names. Sometimes they miss very obvious jokes. <laughs> but we haven't explored the whole space. So maybe they use those jokes elsewhere. It's cool. I don't know how excited I would be about ever playing it again yeah i, I want to try the, the the competitive side of it i like see. it as like a jenga type thing i i don't know how i into i am how how into i am of the app <laughs> that's a hell of a sentence but i guess you know what i mean <laughs> no i just want to fuck it up more the sentence or the game the sentence mm. okay Send me the MP3, Zach. I'll I'll see what I can do. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know where to find the MP3 of that. <laughs> or are you saying you want to fuck it up before it gets posted? That's what I mean. Okay. Yeah. Um, we played some Machi Koro also, and then we played Bonanza. Yep. The German bean trading yeah. game, which is real good. 
we what did we discover about the oh i was wondering i asked why the blue, the bean. blue bean was a cowboy and then i just googled why is the blue bean a cowboy and it it's a popular and old enough game that it knew what i was talking about <laughs> and explained it uh, in German, uh, blue bean is a, like a slang term for a bullet. And when we looked closely, the cowboy was actually a bullet. So that's cool. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a game about planting beans and scoring beans for points and, uh, trading beans with people. Yep. turns out we were playing it wrong the whole time. Were we? So our scores didn't mean anything, but yeah. Huh. What were we doing wrong? Uh, oh, not being able to r- clear out a field with one bean in one it. One bean in it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dang. That reminds me of a video I have to link you to, that, but it doesn't make any sense to talk about it on the show because it's a video. So. Well, but we can put it in the Wait, show notes. I, I was talking about a video like yeah, we're talking about yeah, videos all the time. Okay, so there's this... There's this um, uh, I don't even have I don't even have YouTube up on my screen right now. But there there's a uh, YouTube channel of a guy who does how to play videos for various board games. But instead of telling you how to actually play the game, he tells you how to play an entirely different and ridiculous game with those parts, as though that were the actual game. And that's a good that sounds concept. pretty good. Yeah. It's, uh, it. Some of them are really, some of them are, they're, they're all really funny, and some of them are actually pretty good sounding games, which is kind of amazing. But uh, Is it funny if you know how to play the actual game, or rather, is it more or less funny if you know how to play the actual game? Um, you know, he hasn't done any yet that I haven't been familiar with the actual game, so I couldn't say. Okay. But he did one recently for uh, Betrayal at House of the Hill, so I, I meant to I meant to post a link to you and go, oh my god, we've been playing it wrong all this time. <laughs> well, now you've ruined the prank. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, maybe I'll take that drug that makes me forget that I took the drug and lasted a previous <laughs> hour. I don't remember where I put it. <laughs> well, a drug that tells, that makes you forget where you put the drug. Guys, can I talk to you about some video games that I'm very excited about? Oh, yeah? Sure. Yeah. Uh, So I discovered, I don't know how I found out about this. Uh, Maybe it was through uh, Alex Martin, uh, good old Draken, uh, called Evergarden. Oh, yeah. I played a little bit of that today after you posted about it. Did you play it on iOS or on PC? uh, I played it on Steam. I didn't know it was on iOS. It is like a pretty... Well, it's not that simple. It's kind of triple towny, except yeah. it's on a hex grid, yeah. and you're sort of making flowers. Like you can, uh, a given plant has a certain number of leaves in 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 a space, and it either has a seed or not. And if you move, if you click one and click an adjacent empty space, it'll shit the seed across and plant a one leaf plant there. If you combine two ones, it will become a two. I yeah, just now two. realized that. The number of leaves the yeah, plant I was, has. I was confused is... by that too. Wow, I, was, okay. I just couldn't remember the progression. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, and then there are also like these patterns that you are asked to create, which give if you if you make the pattern that the little deer guy wants you to make. Uh, you get some extra flowers that you can kind of place anywhere, but you have a limited inventory, so that's kind of an interesting yeah. thing. And that seemed like that was kind of like these... a bonus thing because it's very, it's very like hands off instructionally. So yeah, I, I assumed at first yeah, I, I that did. those requests were 
were the thing you're meant to be doing in the in the game to like progress, but it turns out not to be the case. Doing them makes the difference between having like a good score and a low score. Yeah. Uh, because of the flexibility that it affords you having a bunch of extra pieces to throw in. And then like once you match like a six flower to a six flower, you get like this stone pillar, which is how you earn these kind of chits that are used in puzzles out in the out in the rest of the world to progress the story and to unlock new power ups uh, that you can these like they're like these songs that you play during the uh, yeah, and the they take up your inventory space too. They which do, is which is it's, it's so good. I'm I, really digging everything about this except for the core loop. That you don't like the puzzle. Game. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that 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 mechanic is real popular in iOS games. So I've I've seen it a couple of times, and I am super bad at it. I, I, it's, I, it's like those, uh, it's like the jumping peg puzzles at a, at a, a, a Cracker Barrel restaurant. I, I, there's something about that mechanic that I cannot predict. I cannot see into the future well enough to know where I need to put a thing for it yeah. to chain properly. I like that you have to match one less thing than in Triple Town. Well, and also you <laughs> double, double right, town. but right. and you have two more vectors. Yeah. Right, because it's a hex grid and not a square grid. So yeah, yeah like I I am terrible at Triple Town, but I like I I've gotten pretty good at this. Hmm. Um there's and there's just like you keep being surprised by new mechanics as they reveal themselves. There were certain things that I learned by just like reading the achievements uh, which I sort of wish I hadn't done, I guess. Oh, but yeah. like, because like there are often icons that are like, oh, hey, that's a thing I should try. Whoa, this whole new thing just happened. Like, um, yeah, man, it's so it's so good. The, it, it's it's got this kind of like low poly but very very stylish. Yeah, it's art. real pretty. Yeah. Yeah, you move around and there's just like little puzzles that you solve with the chits that you earn by playing, and those unlock new puzzles that. They're not hard. The puzzles that you solve out in the world are not really puzzles in the in the sense yeah, of Yeah, they're more sort of have you collected enough chits yet? Yeah. Kind of There's a little bit of like you need to put the chits in this configuration and the space is limited so there's only one orientation that you can make the shape in mm. and those get harder as you get further into it and then there's like sort of other kinds of chits that you have to sort of find in various ways. Um but yeah, they they were claiming like Flipfly, the the company that did it. They had made a couple of other games. One of them was like some weird driving game. They made a Race the Sun. Yeah, Race the Sun, which that was like a like a kind of a meditative flying game. Is that a? I think so. Yeah. I think I, this might actually be the first Flipfly game I've actually played. Mm, yeah, I haven't played any of their other stuff, but I'm, I'm interested in it now. This, yeah, boy, it's so good. Um. And it doesn't seem like that many people are playing it, which is disappointing to me, given how. They're judging by the leaderboards. Yeah, like it seems like there's only a few hundred people on the leaderboards, and that stinks. Did you? So, I actually can't talk about how I got this game. Um, how'd you get this game? Did you just buy it? Yeah. Okay, so it's it is just for sale now. Because the way I got it, I I assumed it was like like beta testing or press, uh, like a. Uh, press copy for so you could play it before you have to write a review or something. Uh, I didn't. Did know you this find a copy of it like on a USB stick in S- at sure, IGN or sure, something? Yes, and okay. mm. do you secretly have one of those all-access Steam accounts? <laughs> no, and oh, I was going to say because 
I feel like our Patreon backers have reimbursed you for a lot of Steam games. <laughs> and uh, not to blow up your shit here, but no, uh, you know, I, I, I not s- cool, <laughs> Jim. Uh, I feel like I deserve that money. Well, that's true. I also feel like you deserve that money, but we have to follow the rules. Aww. We have to follow Dolan Law. <laughs> it's the law of the jungle. Uh, I also uh, have played a bunch of World of Warcraft. Uh, the new the expansion, expansion came out, and it's it's real good on the Horde side. His friend of the show, David Bass, said he got fed up with the way that it worked on the Alliance side and, and hmm. rage quit because he didn't think that the quest design was good. But I How is was it? just like, How is it I different? don't know. He says he's just heard that the Horde side is better, like that they were oh. just designed by different people. Hmm. Um there was like a haunted troll swamp with a lot of like blood magic going on and like you gotta go befriend like Baron Samedi although he's called like Bwom Samdi uh, and he's like a cool troll skeleton ghost Loa voodoo god guy and fucking rules Just haunted swamps man give me some more do you think they programmed the game in Loa they probably did <laughs> I mean, you, you can write add-ons in Loa um yeah, so I like I like Voodoo. Voodoo is pretty good. Okay. I think uh, you, you know prefer that Voodoo or Blue Star it Magic. Was, yeah. I mean, Voodoo is more interesting to look at, but uh, Blue Star is more of just a like a work a day, you know, right. the kind of the kind you want to show up at work with. Um, uh, yeah, we're going to Portland in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Are we going to see you, Riff? Oh, I don't know. This is the first I've heard about it. Well, never mind. You're not invited. You have to leave town while we're there. <laughs> um, and I played uh, the Hearthstone uh, single player thing for this expansion came out, which is a bunch of puzzles. Oh yeah, which are very very cool. I'll I'll let uh, I'll let Kevin talk about those though. I, I haven't played many of them yet, so I feel like I wrote down another game on my list of games that I had played and wanted to talk about. But I don't remember what it was. Did you? You wrote it down. I yeah, didn't so, bring okay, the notebook. All right, all right. Have you considered using your phone as a notebook because you always have your phone with you? Mostly what's in my phone is like jokes that I thought of for uh, for video games. Okay. So, uh, no, I don't want to read those. Okay. <laughs> That's the only thing I'm allowed to write down on my phone. What have you been playing, Jim? Uh, I've been playing a bunch more Exapunks. I'm finally free of it, I think. I finished the main campaign, and like now I can work again. So that's nice. Um, it's it's real good. It's uh, I feel like I had a bunch of interesting insights uh, about, like, specifically about optimizing this particular system. So unfortunately, they, these are not insights that can be translated to the real world although like i talked about like on twitter about how um the what you want to do a lot of the time instead of like it it is normal for these for these programs you write to crash it is normal and like the part of their regular life cycle that they will die um and there's a lot of things that fall out of that so for example like if you are uh, receiving a, a st- file stream over the network. Um, if you just do some arithmetic on the file, uh, on each chunk of the file as you receive it, if the sender sends you like something you can't do arithmetic on, 
then the program will crash and you can use that to terminate your file, which is a really neat, like it, it's a much more, I, I wouldn't say maybe arguably more elegant, but certainly like simpler and shorter uh, way to, um, to indicate that you're, you're done sending the file, you're done sending a stream. And I thought that so was like a, so instead of, okay. So instead of copying something to the file, you're just adding the value to the you file. You add zero to the value and yeah. then you and put you the result the in file. the file. Yeah. That is so clever. It's a really weird idea. That's so good. I've got to go back and save some cycles or something. Or yeah, lines. yeah. And when I talked about this on Twitter, I got some replies talking about how this is just normal for um, Erlang and Elixir, which is a language that is either similar to or based on Erlang. And Erlang is a language I've been like kind of eyeing from afar for maybe 10 years now. Like that seems like something I ought to learn and have Do never people actually like write production code in Erlang. I think Twitch is done in Elixir. I think that's what somebody said, like the Twitch servers. I could be wrong. Erlang um, is an anagram of learn G. So you should. Okay. Well, the problem no. is that like in my adult life, I have a real hard time building programs. If I don't, have a purpose for them mm -hmm. and I can't think of anything that would like best be built in Erlang I mean just do it use it for a game jam I don't know if you can that's an interesting question well, what you do you mean why couldn't why, you why, yeah. what are you talking about I don't know if Erlang has uh, like graphics APIs so don't, don't make a don't graphical graphics game, game. Yeah, come on dude I don't, I don't know if Erlang has the ability to output, output text strings yeah. yeah you probably it doesn't I guess. What, I, I don't know if it has real time input. Any, I could maybe make a like a fucking web server. Yeah, that's a who makes web games though. You could just make it a, a game about er jokes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I could do a game jam. Uh oh man. Uh, I was talking to Louis from uh, Bar SK in Melbourne, and he was talking about how when he is in town for GDC next year, he is going to do another delete jam, which I think is that game jam where people made games, and then the people who were there at the jam played them, and then they deleted all trace of the games. Wow. I kind of want to go to that. Do you want to go to that with me? Uh, where is this? I don't know. It's San Francisco. Okay, let me let me know where it is, and then I'll make a decision. Okay. So it's he's, like he just said he's hoping he's hoping to run one at GDC. I, I feel like okay, yeah. I, if this would be more appropriate if it were like in Death Valley, the game delete conference. Yes. <laughs> uh, control Alt Delete is the uh, yeah, the alternate controls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This the so Exapunk's like the last couple of levels are pretty intense. Um, the, the penultimate one had a, uh, a change made fairly recently that broke a, broke the easier solution and the easier solution. You're supposed to, the, the puzzle is to, um, dial a bunch of, you're, you're trying to call a bunch of pagers and make them all go off at once. Uh, and Dang. it was a bug that you could communicate through the, the to the X's that were in the pagers from a, a um, from afar, from a like a master controller. Yes, it was a bug that the that you could send the data to them over the network because supposedly, like, once you uh, hang up the phone and dial the next one, that exit is now disconnected from you. Right. Um, and so, a bunch of people's solutions got broken, and they had to. Now you have to solve this puzzle purely with um, uh, just timing. 
like writing timing code to synchronize them. Wow, it's, it's pretty. It's pretty tricky. And then the Do last you have like one a is, single outgoing line. Yeah, you have one one line to dial all these pagers. One line to dial them all. One line to ring them. <laughs> right. Yep. Um, yeah. Ten pagers for the men. Four pagers <laughs> for the elves. <laughs> Yeah, and then the last puzzle, like it took me three sessions to do. Where one of them was to write the program to gather the data. One of them was to write to write the program to process the data, and one of them was to fix gathering the data. When it turned out I had done that part wrong, it's it's a real hard uh, puzzle. And like I definitely like if I were stopping when I stopped having fun, I would have stopped like maybe three puzzles from the end. But when you're that close, it's just like. How do you I, know that you're near that end, though? Oh, I, I, I looked at a list. I see. Um, uh, when you're that close to the end, maybe that was the problem. Maybe I shouldn't have done that. When you're that close to the end, like it, I, I, I get pretty bullheaded about this. Like, I just want to see the story through. Yeah. I got, I got to the second zine mm-hmm. and then did a couple of puzzles after that. But I, then I, I have, because, I, because it was taking too much of my time. Well, and, and you have the, the pathology where you have oh, to... Yeah be at the top of the leaderboard for every puzzle which makes it extra hard that is true that all i i also played um because it was in the discourse around exapunks i played a game called nand game oh yeah did you see that yeah i did i played a little bit of that i i I was too stupid to (laughs) get very far in it though uh this is a game uh where through the course over the course of like something like 30 levels you um Prove that NAND gates are Turing complete. You yes, actually. Yeah, yeah. You. Um, I love that. You build um, up all the other logic gates out of a NAND gate, and then you build like components of an ALU out of the NAND gate out of those out of those components, and then you build like uh, like a CPU clock out of it. And and I got to I don't know like the th- second or third from the last level, and I realized I'm not. I don't feel like I'm actually learn. Like I I didn't I'd gone into this thinking like oh. Games are cool. This game will teach me how to, how to, how a CPU works. And I don't think I learned anything about that while solving these puzzles in part because like, I, it seems like the hard part isn't actually building the circuitry. It's knowing what circuitry to build. Circuitry. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't, I don't understand what you just did. That's a, it's a thing I don't recognize. Mm-hmm. It always reminds it's, me of Salad Fingers. It's probably, it's probably, probably from a movie, maybe. I think it's just from the podcast before you were here. And oh, it didn't really make any sense then either. Okay. Yep. So I would have had the same reaction then and yeah. it would have been even more annoyed. Kevin anticipated it though. Oh yeah. <laughs> Anytime the word circuitry comes up on the podcast, I just, I see. All right. That can't help himself. And I won't remember this time either when you do it next time. Well, because you took that drug. Right. (laughs) Of of being almost 40. Uh, But Nand Game uh, is is pretty good. Apparently it's based on a a web series of like, I think it's videos maybe called Nand to Tetris, which is a similar idea. Except it doesn't stop at building a CPU. It actually continues. You start writing like assembly language on the cpu until you can play tetris on it that's cool yeah does it then show how tetris is turing complete and you can then 
use Tetris to to, to Tetris do to build a NAND, NAND gate. gate. Yeah, yeah. I, that's a good idea. I hope they. Uh, if not, they could. Um, they could just use a different game that is well, Minecraft. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Remember when it turned out that um, you couldn't actually build all those things out of NAND, and all of the research was fabricated and the scandal associated with it. No, because I'm almost forty. Yeah, yeah. It was called Nand Nandgate. That, oh, that was the. Okay. Oh, that was, the, that was that gag. I was. See, Kevin, I was with Kevin. You. Got it. Kevin solved for the joke. Speaking of which, what else have you solved? Uh, let's see here. Uh, I. You're supposed to say Hearthstone puzzles. Oh, so Hearthstone puzzles, right? Oh, I set you up with such a beautiful segue. Ah. Is that the segue? Jim turned on the lights in the wow. studio. Wow. Yeah. It was getting Christ. real dark, but the lights are bad in the 100% opposite direction. <laughs> we can we can just alternate them like every couple of seconds. Okay. Yeah, that'll be better. They're, I mean, they're already doing that. It'll be good. Oh, that's really... Like 60 times a second. So. Uh, it, it'll be better on average. I could just turn on my phone flashlight. That's true. Shine it right in my eyes. So I've, I've only barely scratched the surface of the Hearthstone puzzles. I, there, there are four different kinds of puzzles. The first one is to uh, defeat the opposing boss. So you just have to sort of do the right amount of damage given the super weird card configurations. You, you you'll have. have a board state and some mana and some cards, and you just have to deal the amount of damage that the guy has left yeah. in health without in one turn. So yeah, it's like a like a chess puzzle in a newspaper. Exactly. Yeah. These are all chess puzzles, yeah. but with with uh, Hearthstone cards. Cool. Um, and then there's a second kind of puzzle, which is mirroring, which is you have to exactly duplicate the board state on the other side. Um, you can do it by changing both yours and theirs. Yeah. Um, so it's just, just like at any point you have to have the same side to side. Just testing like your your understanding of weird interactions between cards All, and stuff. Almost everything is that. Like there, so much of it is order of operations. And because you don't have a tremendous number of verbs on, on any given puzzle, usually, uh, and you almost always have to use all of your available mana, and there'll be like a couple of red herring cards or creatures out on the table or something. Um, that's my only complaint about these is that in order to make them interesting, they have to give you more than the actual minimum required number of cards most of the time and it ends up just being kind of trial and error to figure yeah. out which thing you're supposed to ignore because they'll give you something that's like oh this seems like it would come in handy for the thing that i'm trying to achieve but you're actually not supposed to use it right um sometimes it's clever it'll be like well, i've got like i'm trying to deal damage and i've got all these damage dealing cards but it turns out like oh i need to use one of them on one of my creatures to like optimize this other thing that's happening or whatever those are those are cool yeah and so basically anybody that plays Hearthstone just gets access to all these puzzles, right? Like they're just free content now. Is that how it works? Is it true? I don't so, know how I don't know how the single player stuff works anymore. I think it is. I think I think you just get access to this by having the app downloaded, which is great, right? Like that's a pretty cool puzzle game. Although I think you would have a really hard time if you just started playing the game. Mm, if you weren't intimately familiar with the cards. Yeah, there's there's some pretty arcane interactions that happen uh but i mean you would be able to figure it out through time and error. you would probably learn a lot about the game by solving these puzzles especially actually. if you cast arcane interaction sure <laughs> how many um, how many puzzles are there about a hundred wow yeah 
They get real fucking hard. They get real hard. The, the one thing that I kind of don't like about the way that this is structured is that on each for each type of puzzle, there's only ever one available to you. So if you get stumped on one, you are just stuck. Yeah. You can try one of the other sort of genres of puzzles, but you're just sort of blocked on the, the particular one. But I don't, you know, interface-wise, I don't know how they would get yeah, around that. Yeah. So... Um, and then on the switch for like five minutes, I got the, I played, uh, Crypt of the Necro Dancer. Cause I was like, I'm going to buy this on yet another platform because I love this game. Mm, yeah, nice. Um, and I, what I hadn't realized is that it comes with all the DLC and I hadn't bought the most recent DLC or the only DLC, I guess, um, where there's a whole additional zone that I hadn't even seen. So I oh, played wow. with that a little bit. Um, but I was really rusty on the game, so I didn't get very far. Uh, but it's cool. It's like a bunch of new, strange interactions that I had never seen. Um, and then the game that I spent a fair bit of time playing was uh, it's another 2D uh, platform, like puzzle platformer where there is no jumping. Uh, it's called Bomb Chicken. It's like um, Devolver's, I think it's, no, is it? No, it's Nitrums. Nitrums re- recent release, um, and you are a chicken, uh, and you can lay these giant bombs, and they sort of raise you up a grid square, uh, and you can sort of stack them. But as soon as you lay one, it starts a countdown timer, and it's going to explode, and so you have to figure out what you're going to do. It's sort of like a blend of arcade style action and puzzle solving. Um, you have to figure out what you're going to do and then implement it and have the right timing such that the bombs go off in a way that you don't get hurt. Um, the idea of like not being able to jump but using bomb boosts makes me think of Metroid. Yeah. Of being in ball form, the morph yep. ball. This, yeah, this doesn't, if you're in, basically if you're in adjacent contact with one of the bombs when it goes off, you die or you lose a life. And, oh. um, so you have to be away from it at least a little bit. Oh, I see. So you're using the bombs to boost you up, but you're just standing on the bomb that's about to blow up. Yeah, so you need to get off the bomb before that's, it that's explodes. That's pretty different. It is, it is pretty different. It's, it's, different. it's a different mechanic than I've seen anywhere else. Um, and, you know, they, they keep adding more different um, interactions with the environment and stuff. And there are enemies that you have to deal with in different ways, and they become their movement patterns become more erratic or more... Uh, pronounced and, and that kind of thing. Um, I'm about halfway through. It's pretty good. Is that on Switch? It is on Switch. Uh, I'm not super psyched about their checkpointing system. They have they have sort of a life system, and when you die, you have to go back to the beginning of the level, and some of the levels are hard. But a lot of the time you're spending going around collecting these little gems, which you use as currency to buy additional like permanent lives. So like I'm up to five little hearts or whatever, and when I when you lose your fifth heart, that's when the game is over and you have to restart. But you don't have to recollect the gems that you've gotten, which seems pretty generous. Um, and you spend a lot of time finding secret areas and whatnot. And once you've done it and you've successfully gotten that, you can not worry about it again. Um, yeah, uh, that's that's basically what I've been playing. Riff. Mm, other than La Mulana, I played. Um, 
I played a little bit of a old Kairosoft game. Well, I, actually, I don't know. I don't know how recent a Kairosoft game it is, but I played their uh, their manga artist story, which I imagine is probably basically mechanically the same as Game Dev Story, but it was all right. Um, is it so you are making a manga? Yeah, you you have to. Um, you get you. You've got your little character who has money that, and you make more money by drawing manga and submitting it to the publishing house. And every if they if the um, points that you have spent making that manga and your various stats in manga making skills are high high enough, then the publisher will enlist you to. Uh, to do a series for them, at which point you have to manage to make a new issue of that manga every so many in-game days. So, so you have to sort of balance your character's energy so that they don't end up in the hospital versus the amount of time you spend going out so that you can get, like, idea points for your manga versus the amount of time you have to spend making the manga to meet your deadline um huh but you're you're just one person it starts out with you being one person um i've i i keep getting notifications like you heard about this person who would be a good manga assistant but i haven't reached a point where i can hire anybody i guess because my house isn't big enough (laughs) So it's I'm actually getting pretty bored with it and I don't know if it's a problem of the game or just that I'm bad at the game to the point where I'm not progressing as fast as I ought to be. But uh but I don't know, it's cute. It's a Kairosoft game. I I think I might I'm if I want some more Kairosoft, I think I'd rather play one of their more like like city sim type games like the the Dungeon Village story or things like that. But, uh, yeah, it's all right. It's a good time waster. And, oh, I played, oh, I think I mentioned that last week. I played, uh, Picross S2 on Switch. Yeah. And I think that is about it. That's all that's new. Well, should we talk about the assignment? Sure. Bad at bat, bad game bad news clash at <laughs> bad choice <laughs> <laughs> i was actually kind of surprised at how like like kind of um i don't know what the word i want is it's it's like funny and 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 it, it's it's a lot more amusing than i expected i thought i was picturing it was going to be like a like a contra type game and it plays okay. it plays kind of like that but it's not nearly as self-serious as like a contra game yeah well it's like the jumping is shitty and the shooting is shitty. yeah oh it's yeah not a, it, it it's controls not a good bad. game it's not i, I read game. an interview with um someone who worked at vic tokai uh in the back in the day the developer of this game um and he said that uh all the strangest people at vic tokai put all their weird ideas together into this mm. game yeah, and then that he went shows. On to say, he went on to say, like, and I'm perfectly normal, so I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> it it's it, kind of like a lot of power-ups. Like, the power-up menu looks really cool, but then they all suck. Mm. The 
The game feels like it has a lot of expansiveness and potential, but I just couldn't get over how hard it was to actually yeah to actually play progress. Like, like it does yeah. some interesting stuff, like the way it has the the overworld map that you can you get choices of which area you want to go to. And I think it got that from Bionic Commando. Yeah, well, it and is very. Bionic they're numbered Commando. like a choose your own adventure too. It's like yeah. oh, you want to go to Area Eleven. Yeah, yeah and I like I met an NPC and he told me about a fairy that he found in Zone. 17 and I was like well I guess right. I'll go over there right you, know, and you then, can't like, see what zone it is until you get to right, one of the get yeah there. until you get to and that and then like the character the, maybe there was a map in the, the protagonist the acts map. like hey he says like hey wait like the guy's running away but then wait talking back. time Right. Yeah, talking time. But then it cuts back to gameplay, and the guy's just still right there. I also right. enjoyed that if you shoot him, a little word balloon pops up over his head that just says no. Yeah, that's really good. I do like that uh, your principal antagonist is Tom Guycott, the chief of governors. <laughs> oh, is that the skullhead guy? Yeah. Okay. Oh, you know, the other game that I, I, I finished minute. Turns out I was like five minutes from uh-huh. the end of it. Uh-huh. So five, five run-throughs? Yep. Sorry. Uh, you, could, you could talk about minute. That's cool. Yeah, it's, it's does it have game. a Tom Guycott, Chief of Governors, in it? It does not. It's not a, like, a game about killing the governor. <laughs> like, I mean, I guess, right, like, you're typically in a real-life situation, you don't kill your boss. Right, but it's not weird to think of a boss in a video game, right, as the main thing that you got to kill. But it is weird when you call that the governor. <laughs> like it's like, well, wait a second. That uh, is Clash Bandicoot, which I assume is the name of your character. Clash Bandicoot. Um, is he just like a terrorist? I mean, Tom Guycott did shoot first, I guess. I honestly had a a very hard time following uh, what story there was. I looked, I wanted to just read about how the game worked because I thought, well, maybe this is like a destiny of the wizard or legacy of the wizard thing where it would be interesting to read about how it works. But like, there are two game facts for this game and they're both written in that like insufferable game facts language. Ooh, are we going to have a game facts gold segment? Like an abject suffering? Uh, I don't want to type on my phone okay all right to find it all right and, and i didn't bring it and also it wasn't good it was just lame okay um yeah. but yeah you know you know the kind of thing i'm talking about though right where it's oh, like yeah. somebody like that's like i just want to make sure you know right out of the gate that this game facts got a lot of fucking tood <laughs> and so every sentence like everything that should just be like a list of things is a instead a paragraph where there's some bullshit oh god yeah. sentence about each one man that that um that tingle game that jenny and i have been let's playing um we we hit a bit where we had to uh, i had to get a revised rom because the original rom patch had a bug in it and it killed my saves so i had to play through the game again up to where we were and the only uh the only guide on game facts was written in that conversational paragraph style like like you're describing and i had to go through and and edit it 
into a simple list that I could actually use to get through the game as fast as, as did possible. Did you then submit that? Yeah, to did game you facts? repost that list? Oh, I, I would have, but I lost the file, unfortunately. But fortunately, uh, fortunately, I didn't lose it until after I was done that with file. it. How do you lose a file? I don't know. I guess I didn't save it and then rebooted my computer or something. But I'm so used to text edit auto-saving that I'm not sure how it happened. But I can't find it, so I guess it's lost. In, in like totally uh, other discussion, did I talk about how I went to Albuquerque where my mom lives and for her birthday I got her a new like iPhone and computer mm-hmm. oh, yeah, yeah. and stuff and how like now I have just given her the tools to ask me tech support questions 24 seven. Has she been? She's, I mean, it's, it's calmed down a bunch since then, but the, for the first week or two I was regularly spending over an hour or two a day just helping her figure out how to use her computer and phone from here. Like I I spent the entire trip doing that, like probably six to eight hours every day for three days, transferring her old computer stuff to her new one and teaching her all the things I needed to teach her so that I could theoretically help her from afar. But like if she has a problem with her phone, she can now sit in front of her computer, which has a camera now and she can like show me what's, show me the screen on the phone and I can... What if she accidentally turns on the front-facing camera of the phone and then you get sucked into a logic vortex? Oh, no, that would be bad. Then she would have a hard time getting tech support from me. Although maybe I'd be inside the computer. Maybe, maybe you'd be inside the phone. Uh, you'd be inside the phone and the computer. It'd be like the split-brain experiment. But I got the this VNC that I can, I can actually get to her computer from my phone and it works really well. It's kind of magical. Uh, everyone should install a VNC server on the machine and just leave it uh, available for me to get into the vegan nutrition center. Vegan nutrition, sure. Um, I just she just texted me, so that's why I, I brought it up because did, did she text you I to ask know. you how to edit how to open a contract, how to edit the blemishes out of her nudes? No, oh my god, <laughs> Jesus! That's I help her with those. That's good, right. good. <laughs> So I learned some more stuff about Vic Tokai. Okay. Is Vic Tokai a guy? Vic Tokai it's is a company. A, it's a comp- It's so, it's a... Is um, it named after a guy? Trader Vic? <laughs> Vic stands for Valuable Information and Communication. Okay. I don't believe that. And uh, it's a, um, a division of uh, Tokai Gas, which is a natural gas company, a utility company in Japan. And they uh, had this... Uh, games division for like 15 years starting in the early 80s and I wonder like is this because they decided they needed a bunch of like technology people and thought this was the best way to grow that sort of asset like like how why LucasArts made a bunch of non-Star Wars games before they made Star Wars games or for those 15 years was it just like this is a good way for a company to make money is to make games well, there were all sorts of weird diversifications, like the Coleco and Tandy were. I mean, both it, leather companies. Both leather yeah, companies. Um, and Nintendo, while they made things like trading cards, also did a bunch of other stuff for a long time before they did video games. Why would a Japanese company name themselves a English? Acronym. I mean, the, the Japanese like love um, English. They think it's cool. There's a lot of English on Japanese products. Okay, I mean, Packaging I guess and stuff. you know, Atari was called Atari. 
like the so, like Roland named themselves Roland because it sounds like an English name. Okay. And and an especially non-Japanese name because they can't pronounce the R. Like FM Towns Marty. They just thought that sounded like a cool yeah. American radio guy. <laughs> yep. Uh, no, Atari is like a a board state in Go, right, or something. Yeah. 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 So I'm saying I shouldn't be surprised that a Japanese company gave themselves an American name when the vice versa happened. Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, like Coleco. That's a Japanese word. That means Connecticut Leather Company. It's weird that the Japanese word for Connecticut is the same as the English word for Connecticut. You know, the thing about Connecticut is that the name of the state contains the words connect and cut, which are opposites. Hmm. <laughs> Um, <laughs> thing about Colorado is that it's got both color and rad in it. <laughs> um, Vic Tokai also made the Golgo 13 games. Oh, yeah. Oh, which yeah. apparently they just got that license because it was up for cheap. Hmm. And that was how they chose to do that game. There was some fucking in that game, wasn't there? Wasn't I think that so, like a yeah. Thing that, yeah. Remember Playground Whisperings? That's a game where you fuck. But then right. it's like when I played it, it was like, no, this is a game where you fail to dodge spotlights <laughs> right kind of sucks it was a good interview i should put put it in the show notes yeah you should uh what other what other games did they make did you ever play any of the other games that they made there were no there were no games on the list that i had actually played and clash of demonhead was the only one i recognized other than Golgo 13 i think this game would have been a lot of fun when i was a kid because it feels like there's a lot to do and explore and it would have yeah it's kind of a lot of my time in it yeah. in a way it that does. a lot of it's, a lot of level based platformers don't it's like as frustrating as it is to play second to second it's more generous than most games of that era because yeah. like like infinite the, the in- infinite uh uh not respawns uh continues continues yeah. yeah yeah like i was i played it for like an hour and i wasn't just replaying the first level for yeah over and over again which a lot of games would be that would be the experience sure it was annoying that you have to buy a card to call a shop. There's apparently one place you can go to the shop for free, according to the game fact that I read, but you apparently have to have a jetpack to get to it or some shit because the level uh-huh. just ends at a mountain that's too You can climb the wall. Oh. Yeah, there's... yeah, that was. it's not obvious that you can climb this wall. Well, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, there's a shop up there, I guess. Okay. Uh, but it's going to be real far away. It's like everything being consumable was a real bummer. Yep. And there was ho- reading the game facts. There was something about like that. There's a fluid that gives you some sort of pep points or something, and I don't know what that is. It's not life, and it's not gold, and it's not. In the shop, it's there's a suit that you can put on where, where the description is just you wear this and you will be pleased. Yeah. Were you, did you wear it? I couldn't buy it. It wasn't for sale. It was just I like see. the display model. Yeah, a lot of the description, when you tried to buy a thing, it would say, we are working on this stock for future or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, it, like, I, I, I laughed out loud a couple of times. This, this game is surprisingly amusing. Like, like uh, just weird amusing. Are you all at all concerned about the potential like access to old nintendo roms that not really i mean they can only really stop like public facing sites right 
that all those ROMs still exist on the internet. I, I mean, all of those ROMs still exist on my hard drive. Yeah, so same. You, have, yeah. you have every ROM. Yeah, yeah uh, the, there's that. I, I think um, people are still going to be able to play all the NES games they want. They're maybe just going to get slightly more malware doing it now. Mm, I see. Because they only... Like they they can only take down the most reputable sites. And there wasn't no malware to begin with, you know. Right. It's like those those are the that that is the one time that I ever encounter the like nine things that are trying to trick me into believing that they're the download link for the thing that I'm downloading. Yeah, God, that's it's really obnoxious. <laughs> like six of those go away if you add block. Yeah, I do now. Hmm. Well, now I'm using Ghostery. I don't know if I'm actually using it as an ad blocker. So much as just a, it stops a lot of JavaScript from working correctly <laughs> in in unpredictable ways. Yeah. Like now, basically, if a website doesn't work, I'm just like, ah, fuck. And I like turn off Ghostery and try doing whatever I was doing again. Like things that there's no reason they couldn't just be a normal HTML form submission, but they're in fucking Ajax for yeah. some reason. Right. So that they can display a little spinny pinwheel where your cursor is instead of just the, the browser's <clears throat> inherent the meteors falling across the giant N. Yeah, like a, a megabyte and a half of like JavaScript sub-modules to load uh, an article, a text article. Well, it's not... That, that JavaScript is not really about loading it. It's about obscuring it with auto-scrolling <coughs> shit that you can't uh, click past. Right. Anyway, uh, this is our podcast where we play Nintendo games and complain about modern technology. What is our next <laughs> assignment, fellas? A Nintendo game, sort of. It's it's available on the Nintendo. It is available on the Nintendo. We're going to do Dead Cells as an assignment because uh, we all want to play a yeah. bunch of it, and that's a way of doing that. Um, and I think it's worth... I didn't talk about it too much uh, the time that I talked about it a week or two ago, and it's worth examining in its final release form, I think. Sounds good. Yeah, because it's out of early access as well as being on different platforms now, or at least one different platform. Well, gentlemen, as short as uh, episode 342 of Video Games Hot Dog has been, I have enjoyed recording it with you, and I hope we do it again real soon. And listeners, I hope you'll join us. And if you don't, you don't do very important information and valuable information and communication. Tokai. The thing about cowabunga is that it's got both a cow and a bung. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Good night. Have a great week, everyone. Oh, cockaboo boo Sorry. Sorry. <laughs>